0: All right, my friend, here we go. Yep. This was one you actually just, uh, you had seen. I missed this and you sent it my way, so I like it. This is from Omar D. And he says, love the podcast. It's especially great to listen to and suffering in the hot garage every morning. Fantastic. <laughs> my garage is freezing right now. Uh, I, I was warn- going to say, I mean, hence, hence the, uh, the toque here. I'm starting <laughs> yes. to go into winter mode here. I was going to say, okay, how, I wanted to ask a question regarding rest days. How would you convince somebody not to work out? Which is interesting, right? Because mm. many people have to be convinced to work out. I'm a full-time teacher, often find myself able to function better and get my day started when I work out in the morning. There's something about moving around, it changes my mood, gets me mentally prepared to take on the day. Because of this, I often have trouble taking days off, even though I know they are absolutely paramount. It's even an issue I've seen in the few gyms I've been a part of as well. So I ask, how do you explain to your members or convey to them how important off days are? Omar, thank you. Great question. All right. So what's funny is I uh, adore my rest days. I mean, (laughs) I cherish them. Tomorrow, you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Tomorrow is a Thursday. I just... You never have to twist my arm not to work out, but I think I am the oddball because I know a lot of people, you've got to almost lock the door to the gym and say, uh uh-uh, uh, you've, you've had enough, go home. So, have you dealt with this? How would you convince
1: somebody not to work out? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the first thing that comes to mind is it's kind of an ages and stages thing <laughs> uh, as far as how you're working out and when you're working out. And uh, I think that to your point earlier, you know, a lot of people, when you first get going, one of two things is going to happen. It's going to be kind of an uphill battle to get you in the gym and make that habit a little bit more permanent. Or you're going to go so far off the rails that it's just like, whoa, all right, we're going to have to pump the brakes a little bit. There doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground. Mm -hmm. Um, but, But for many of us, I think, that have been part of this lifestyle for a long time, you do start to really either through acceptance that it is a really good thing for you or just through the process of getting beat up a little bit and saying, hey, wait a minute, maybe I held my hand a little bit too close to the flame. Uh, sure. You start to recognize that that day really is valuable. Um, now, in Omar's case, kind of interesting because he was saying that he, he notices that he's got the benefits like mental clarity, feeling prepped for the day, that sort him. of thing. Exactly. That comes along with it. And so just having a little bit more time to sleep in doesn't sound like that's really going to serve him. So I think we have a bit of a unique situation here as far as you know the average person. It's like, yeah, you need time to recover so that you can come back and act with intensity in those days that you're in the gym. If, if you never have that day off, chances are you're going to start to slowly decrease the emphasis uh, on intensity and effort that you bring to each session. So taking a little time off makes a lot of sense, but in his case I think this is something slightly different. So yeah, he's I think we have interesting to take a slightly case. different approach. Yes, yeah.
0: for sure, because the simple convincing somebody not to work out, I would just do what you said, I would explain how and give them a very elevator pitch version of what CrossFit is, why the methodology works, why intensity is your friend, how intensity helps drive results. And if you are working out with any meaningful degree of intensity, your body needs some rest and recovery because for most of us that aren't cyborgs, you just can't burn it down Mm -hmm. every single day. So that rest is critical, or you're never going to be able to bring the intensity. And so that gets into the whole more is not better. If you're just flogging yourself every day because you feel like you've got to get into work every day and you just start to decline, 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 you're not doing yourself. Um, any benefit there so more is not better rest is your friend it helps drive intensity that helps drive results but in and that's for the clients coming in too much right or the yeah person working on their garage gym but like you said in omar's case maybe there's a happy little middle ground there because unquestionably you get up in the morning you have a cup of coffee if you move your body around Mm -hmm. You probably do start to wake up, you know, kick on the old central nervous system, feel a little bit more sharp, The mental acuity comes in. And I do believe you probably do have a better day for sure. So maybe in Omar's case, depending upon how many days a week you want to do this, you know, you've got workouts, you've got full recovery, you've got active recovery. But I guess my point is maybe Omar could go into the gym and on a couple of those days, yes, move your body around, but you don't have to just drop a nuclear bomb on what's going on right there. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be fran, right? I mean, maybe you go in, you do some light rowing, some walking lunges, you know, a couple push-ups, you know, some pass throughs with a PVC pipe, you know, or some ring rows or just some, not like pulling heavy deads or something like that. And and those sort of just lighter movement days a couple times a week, if if he's absolutely bent on, him going in every day, mm-hmm. you know, if I can't yeah. change, if I, I'd love yeah. to change your mind from that, but if I'm going to assume that I can't, well, then I'd love to have a couple of those days, just not fall into the category of workouts, but just movements where you can trick yourself yeah. into
1: feeling good for the rest of the day. Well, I've got kind of three big buckets too. And I agree with everything that you just said. Um, And thinking about this, you know, I really do like the element of number one, I kind of have this habit that I get into the rhythm of and that sort of thing can become routine. So that's great. I think that's a really positive habit to build. Um, So, you know, I do sympathize with not trying to break that or or. Maybe the fear that if you start taking days here and there, that those days here and there turn into the the norm more the than the free flow. Exactly, so I get that. Um, but I, I kind of have three categories of exactly what you said: movement days that I wouldn't necessarily chalk up to full blown workouts. So the first would be just straight up some very easyo for for lack of a better term, cardio. You mm-hmm. know, you get in the gym, maybe you uh, jump rope for for twenty minutes call it a day, you know, and I'm not talking 20 minutes of double unders. I'm talking (laughs) basic skills done at a pretty moderate to low intensity. Well same same approach could be taken on insert your favorite kind of monostructural movement. Could Mm -hmm. be rowing, could be biking, could could just be uh hey, get up and and take a, a brisk stroll around the block a few times. That could that could be just enough there too. Get the blood pumping, keeps your habit, but doesn't beat you up further. So those are all great options. So that's category one. Category two is one that um, personally, it is the best that I ever feel when I get into the habit do, of doing this on the regular. And that is um, spending 20 to 30 minutes doing a full joint rotation and dynamic stretching session first thing out of bed. Mm. So get up, just go through all the major joints in the body, move them through a full range of motion gently, start working through some of your favorite dynamic stretches. And again, you're not trying to, you know, you're not trying to do the splits in midair. This isn't a Chuck Norris uh, double (laughs) gusseted uh, head kick here, but but, uh, starting to move your joints through a dynamic range of motion progressively. Um, And again, you kind of have that same benefit, move the body around, get the brain going, get the blood pumping, and you're going to feel pretty good afterwards. And comma, it's not going to beat you up. So that's category two. And then my third category, um, which is my favorite, is to just pick a couple skills ahead of time. Don't do it on the fly because it's easy to turn it into a workout, but pick a couple skills ahead of time. And maybe you do this at the beginning of the week. So you plot out those days that are going to be off days and you say, okay, Thursday morning, it's going to be maybe handstand practice. And so you do all the different types of prep that goes into, you know, wrist and elbow and shoulder kind of stretching and, and preparation around that. And then you spend some time accumulating handstands and working on that skill, or whatever that skill happens to be. Um, you know, I think there's a a whole host of things that can be done at a relatively low intensity that really speak to those bottom four attributes in the 10 general physical skills, you know, balance, agility, coordination, accuracy. Um, and sometimes it's, it's great to see those things not under a lot of intensity. Uh, and I'll give you a recent example. I, I recently had the Good fortune to meet up with a guy named Jim Klotman, who, uh, he, he has this whole line of, uh, balance products, uh, based on like slack lining, basically called the slack bow, pretty cool stuff. And, uh, I spent an hour with him. Um, and he kind of put me through the paces of some of his, uh, balance stuff. And that, that's kind of off the beaten path for what I would have done that day. Um, but after that hour, you know, I, I, wasn't beat up as far as a workout, but I was definitely mentally stimulated. I was in a great mood and I was like, man, that was, if nothing else, it was a lot of fun to engage with something like that. That's a little different. And, um, not oh, what I was, I bet that fired up the old neurological components. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was fun and it was different. And, um, you know, again, it checked the box for the day. I did something physical, uh, but it certainly didn't take a lot out of me. Uh, and I felt ready to go the next day. So that's a great example of something that, you know, I, I was working, quote unquote, because it was new and it was challenging and, and all of mm-hmm. these things, but it wasn't so physically taxing that, uh, you know, it, it it put me further behind on
0: my recovery. You know, and depending upon what Omar's workout schedule is, it's like you, you know, based upon what he wrote here, it does sound like he's in there every day to kick the morning off. That, that's what I'm getting. It sounds like, yeah, you know, he doesn't work seven days a week. I'm sure if he's a teacher, so the weekends are off, but it sounds like he heads in there every day just because it starts his day better. Yep. So what I would encourage him to do is maybe experiment with, if you're going to go in there seven days, just schedule two as quote-unquote easy days or mm-hmm. rest days or skill days, like basically what you just said. But I would schedule them just because if you don't, yeah, agreed. it just might be easy to, it's another workout that you want to hit today. It's another <laughs> work. But if you know every... Like I take Thursdays and Sundays off. So to use that as an example, if you know that Thursdays and Sundays are going to be the sort of days that you just mentioned, or I'm just going to warm up and do a nice stretch session, you know, do the or warm up, whatever it happens to mm-hmm. be, that'd be great. And you know, getting this back to potentially a bit of programming and stuff that we mentioned at the, at the beginning, because by the time this post, we've we did a couple episodes on programming. And we've certainly spoken about how intensity is key, but I don't, and I think people nod along politely when they hear <laughs> that, but don't really understand how much that really is a critical element of what makes CrossFit so unique. That, along with functional movements, which help drive intensity and variance and all that good stuff. But most of us, now well, I don't really know if I want to speak for most of us, but Everyone that I know and hung up with and came up with through CrossFit, that before we did CrossFit, we were doing classic bodybuilding style body parts splits, you know, that kind of stuff, which was generally speaking machine based and in low intensity. Mm-hmm. And then we started doing CrossFit with functional movements and high intensity and just got this wave of gains and strength and all the stuff that we didn't know. And yes, the movements were key, but that intensity piece is mm-hmm. monumental. So if you are doing something to yourself, if you want to improve yourself physically, but you're not giving yourself the opportunity to express intensity on a regular basis, I think you're leaving a lot of fitness on the table and for to tie this into Omar's thing, and you know maybe anyone's still interested in programming, you know making a hard workout to do every day day after day, that's not tough it doesn't really take any thought or sophistication, and quite frankly, it's mm-hmm. not a smart long term play um modulating things loadings, reps, and intensity to keep the athlete not too beat up, you know, um, stress the system just enough, moving forward, feeling good. We're not aiming to destroy everybody every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. You, you know, and, and to drive this home, you know, so we just got back from a fun time with the Rogue Invitational. And I was, you know, one of the individuals that I do some commentating with, what, his name is Lawrence Chalet. He's a strong man. I love talking to him because he's just from a different world than, than CrossFitters, right? I mean, all about just lifting crazy things. And he's, yeah, I don't know if he's retired. a retired now. He's a master. But he's won England's strongest man, Britain's strongest man, Europe's strongest man. He's strong. <laughs> and, and he said when he was like at his peak of trying to win all these titles and and lift all these crazy loads, he never trained more than four times a week. Mm-hmm. That's almost yeah. half the days off when you think about it. It's almost 50% of the time you're training and 50% you're not training to be the best at the world in these power strongman events. And I, I found that it, it both made sense to me and it took me aback at, at the same time. Yeah. And I think that just is related to the fact of, and, and, you know, and the next sentence that rolled out of his mouth and I was like, oh, no kidding, only four times. I didn't, I wouldn't have guessed that. And he's like, well, yeah. it's like, you know, the sessions were hard, so I needed the rest. And I was like, well, of course, it makes it makes a a lot of sense. So that's in there. And before I pass the ball back to, just for giggles, I have to tell you, I was chatting with him, and of course, I had to pick his brain. It's like, were you this, were you that? It's like, what was your run one rep max back squat? And he's like, "Ah, I never really was that good at the one rep, and never trained it that much. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. Well, do you have any squat numbers you could throw at me? He's like, I think the best I did was like five fifty for twenty. Oh, <laughs> and just a, a casual <laughs> five
1: fifty for twenty. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but a bit that, I mean, that <laughs> four times a week. <laughs> four times a week, but that really does speak to it. And I think that um, you know, you, I, I, I'm always a big picture person, so I like to come back to kind of the, the broad philosophy of what are you trying to accomplish. And at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, okay, why am I in the gym every day? In Omar's case, it sounds like he's answered that question. He likes the mental benefits. He likes the way it preps him for his day. That's awesome. That doesn't need to mean that you burn it down every single day. That seems pretty cut and dry from where I'm standing. Mm-hmm. Um, for for many of us, I think we go through a period of time where you start training, you fall in love with it, you want to train more, but you reach a point where you have to ask yourself, am I training more so that I can train more or am I actually gaining the fitness that is going to extend beyond the four walls of the gym and I can apply in other ways in a meaningful expression. Is that still happening or am I just training to build up tolerance for more training? Mm -hmm. And that might be fine if that's what you're really fired up to do. But for many of us, once you make that realization that, oh, maybe I am just training to be able to tolerate more training. And you look at the other things that you have going on in your life and you're like, you know, I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not, I'm not interested in, um, you know, dedicating my life to only this, I have Mm -hmm. other things going on. That trade-off doesn't seem to be as valuable. And so I think that's something that we all have to kind of contend with at some point in our training lives. Um, some of us more than others. So just, just kind of food for thought there. Like what, what, what are you training Mm -hmm. for? And does the training that you're doing is the training that you're doing serving that purpose or just creating an opportunity
0: to tolerate more training? And uh, just you know, a
1: question. Just a question, Pat. <laughs> right, for sure, for sure. And
0: I I think you gave those three <laughs> buckets that you had for Omar. I think those are great. I think he should implement those a couple times a week like I said, maybe on a Thursday and a Sunday. And I'll say just for everybody at home, you know, one of the big things we're very much into longevity, right? Like if you're still working out next month, that's cool, but I'd rather have you working out 5 years from now or a decade from mm-hmm. now. And you know, a lot of what we try to cover in this podcast is You know, we've had the opportunity to learn a lot, to talk to a lot of people who are smarter than us, you know, glean some knowledge from them. And we've done a lot of dumb things and we tried to take all of those (laughs) and and help them roll them into something and give them to people. And so, you know, after starting to do CrossFit in 2005 and now it's 2022, like it's been a long time and Mm -hmm. and I've done a lot of dumb things. But for the last however many years that I finally found the groove that I think like works well and it's long term and it's good for me physically and mentally and all that stuff. It's five workouts a day. It's Thursday and Sunday are rest days. Uh, so what would I say? Five a day. Oh five, five, sorry, five sorry. A week, yeah. Yeah. Five a day. Five <laughs> I workouts. We, I
1: love it. We talk we talk a good game Ooh, about a, a reasonable amount of volume and patches comes hard with five a day.
0: <laughs> you don't get this physique with just one workout a day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> five workouts a week, thank you. Thursday and Sunday <laughs> off. One of those workouts is always a heavy day. And out of those five workouts that I do, okay, so one's a heavy day that leaves four mixed modality, let's say on a regular basis. I only go quote unquote like hard on two out of those. So I'm doing mm-hmm. five workouts a week, only two I really go hard. So for the, the math aficionados at home, it's only 40% of my workouts. So most of mm. the time I'm not burning it down. But, but that allows me to drop the hammer and hit the gas on those days. And then once a week I do a workout not for time. Like I just go into, mm-hmm. into the gym I plan out which day that's going to be. And it's, it's maybe something like Omar's talking about, where I don't worry about the clock. I don't beat myself up. If I want to stop and get some extra chalk or hit the next song on, on my phone or whatever it happens to be, I'm not worried. The clock continues to tick and it's all good. And I have, uh, I would have laughed at that a decade ago. Hmm. And now it is one of the things that I think is helping me work out week after week, month after month, year after year. So, all these yeah. different things, Omar, you can do some of them, you can do none of them, you can try them, but a little bit of experimentation, I think will treat you well. And you can find a nice little battle rhythm that works for your life, ideally doesn't beat you up, lets you hit some workouts hard, lets you take your foot off the gas every now and then, and keeps you feeling good for your day. So I think that's, I yeah. think it's possible. I think so too. And, and I just want to, stop and just kind of
1: explore one of the things you said around scripting these days and their level of intensity it sounds like you've got it pretty mapped out as far as you know okay for the week let's say monday is going to be my hit it hard burn it down kind of day i'm coming off a rest day so you know i should be feeling fresh and ready to go maybe tuesday is the lifting day wednesday is going to be lower intensity because you just had two pretty serious days behind you, Mm -hmm. Thursday's an off day, maybe Friday's the hit-it-hard day again, and then Saturday catch-as-catch-can, Sunday off. Something like that. The point isn't that you maintain that specific schedule. The point is that if there is a schedule, it gives you the mental freedom to enter into that session without a lot of stress. Because I think that's another thing that when you fall into, you know, you fall in love with the CrossFit method and you fall in love with this intensity. Sometimes if you come in and you decide in the moment, okay, today's not the day to burn it down. There's a little gremlin in the back of your mind that says, yeah, but you should be doing this harder. You should be really going for it. And if you've got that mapped out ahead of time, it's easier to say to that little voice, hey, you know what? No, this is all part of the plan. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to. And it doesn't spiral into something beyond what it needs to be. So that, that's my only point there is, hey, if you can do that, I think there's a ton of mental flexibility that
0: comes with it. Uh, if you can kind of map that out and just get ahead of it. And here's something, maybe it's related, maybe it's not related. Uh, well, it's about working out, but it's about making some decisions if you feel they're appropriate for wherever you are in your fitness journey. So then you don't walk around like a truck hits you every day of your life. And then you can bring intensity <laughs> in other days. So today the workout that is on my agenda is McGee. Very well-known CrossFit Hero workout. If anyone's unfamiliar with it. It's a 30-minute AMRAP. So that in and of itself it gets people's attention. It's five deadlifts. Uh, is it push-ups or box jumps next? Five deadlifts. Oh, I want to I say, like, I, say it's, I might get this a little wrong, so pardon me. Five deadlifts. Nine box jumps, eleven push-ups, something like that. But the key thing there is you get deadlifts and box jumps. A lot of interference, and the deadlift is two hundred and seventy-five pounds for the guys. Five reps. It's a thirty-minute AMRAP. So if you do the math, yeah, you I'm can be seeing that barbell a lot. <laughs> yes, and so um, it's you know I can I can hold two minutes per round on that workout that get me 15 reps that's going to get me 75 deadlifts at 275 pounds i'm here to tell you i am not going to do that because if i do Mm -hmm. 75 deads at 275 pounds it's going to change my next four days of my life in a way that i don't want it to so the last couple times that i've done mcgee when i hit 10 rounds it doesn't matter what the clock is i stop and for Mm. me mcgee's done for the day i pulled 50 deads at 275 I don't know what in the world I'm going to need more just walking around the grocery store later today than 50 deads at 275. I'm going to be just fine. But I've learned that from overdoing it. I've learned that from, you know, this, it, you know, you gotta, you gotta get some reps under your belt. So even, and that's a hero workout, right? So some people in CrossFit might consider that heresy that you're going to modify or not totally try to just run into a wall because it's a hero workout like i get it and i'm a veteran like i get all that stuff and in my mind no matter what it is it shouldn't you should never feel bad making a good decision for your long-term health and fitness and your back knees and shoulders that well should said. be that should yeah. be the number one overriding factor make a smart decision don't let anything else cloud that judgment and so i would just kind of toss that into the mix as well yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, there you go, Omar.
1: If you're feeling like you got to get it in there, hey, some low-intensity kind of monostructural work, some sort of progressive uh, dynamic range of motion flexibility work, or some sort of skill work. Those those will fit the, the bill for the day. Script them out. Make sure that you've got them on the books ahead of time so they don't spiral into just another session. And um, good luck. I mean, I think that... Um, That's a pretty good solution for somebody who just wants to keep that routine going. No fault for that. I think that's a really positive
0: thing. 100%. So as always, we appreciate the question. It drives a lot of the content that Adrian and I get to chat about. We read the comments and we we share them back and forth. We talk about them on the show. So if you've got ideas, topics, even if you're listening to this in an audio format, obviously we appreciate that. But go to the BTWB YouTube channel find the show post your thoughts or future topics under the comments and we'll read them for sure and oh by the way we have some really cool uh cycles available if anybody wants to check them out you can go oh, to yeah programs.btwb.com vnr and it's a great way to support the show you know we don't have any sponsors so we can keep telling you guys the truth but if you want to support the show it's a great way to do it so for adrian bosman I'm Pat Sherwood, and we will see you next time.